We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Rose gets the uh, first request. Little uh, Grover Washington to uh, get us started here with the great uh, Phyllis Hyman. She's another one that... Uh, didn't she? Did she commit suicide or she died uh, of cancer? I was going to say, I know she passed at a young, you know, pretty young age. I can't remember her cause of death. Uh, I, I think it was cancer. Um, let me see. Phyllis Hyman. I always forget about how what she died from. I know Donnie Hathaway killed himself. Yeah, Donnie um, Hathaway. Yeah, he did. Yeah, she died by suicide. Oh, uh, wow. After an extended struggle with her mental health, Hyman died by suicide in 1995 at her New York City apartment. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought she had committed suicide, but I, but I wasn't sure if it was that. I thought it was either that or cancer. But um, yeah, sad. So, um, what left us way too young? Great, great voice. I mean, didn't have a lot of hits or anything like that. But she just has a, a great singing voice. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. especially for this kind of music and. All that good stuff. So, this was uh, from the Time Out of Was it Time Out of Mind? This was on that album. This is actually a pretty good album that he had for. Yeah, it was the uh, Time Out of Time Out of Mind album, wasn't it? Yeah, Time Out of Mind is a Steely Dan song. Time Out of Mind. So that's a Steely Dan song. He did a cover of that uh, song. So uh, that's how I know that that album. So how about that? Listen, how about that for old Chuckery? I know, right? Huh? (laughs) Sometimes I'm not so brain dead, you know? <laughs> All right, 404-726-0929. So Dukes and Bell had Arthur Smith on, as they do on Wednesdays. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's really nice that the coach sits down with those guys and has a chance to talk with them face-to-face. Um, are they still in that broom closet up there? Yeah, and okay. I didn't know that. I, You know, I didn't know it was the closet that they were in. Yes. I thought they were, you know. No, um, they, but, yeah, they, yeah they, they, I saw a picture of it today. Yes. Yeah, they, they they just put us all in the broom closet up there. So, <laughs> yeah. I know how that feels. We we were in the broom, broom closet till midnight. <laughs> yeah, with the Swiffers and, and the mops and everything else along with it. So Well, you know, they went early today. Practice was early today because they had to go get ready yeah, for London. Yeah, ready so for they London. had yeah. so they had to they had to hang out up there for uh, a little longer like after the interviews than normal. Normally the interviews are like kinda in the five o'clock hour. Yeah. They were in the four o'clock hour this time. So they well, had listen, some time alone. That 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 <laughs> uh listen, that does them some good uh, up there. So do they do they feed them when they go up there? Uh, I haven't heard that they do. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, because, well, Chris doesn't go up there with him, does he? He he did on the first show, I believe, but he hasn't the last two. No. Okay. Because, again, we, we had that draft party, and they had all the food and everything up there. I mm. wonder if they feed them at all. So, anyway. 
All right, so Arthur was on with Dukes and Bell earlier today. So let's, uh, rather than play the interview, let's react to what he had to say in talking uh, to the guys. Um, Here's Arthur talking about replacing Troy Anderson. Yeah, I mean, that's how you develop your roster. Uh, It's an unfortunate part. You look around the league, you know, they're not going to have Devin Lloyd. I mean, every team's got to deal with something. Um, it's an unfortunate part about the NFL, but that's why these roster side, like the, the development matters so much. Like I love the fact that we have practice squads that are bigger. It's more opportunity. Can things happen as the season goes on? But, you know, Nate played two weeks ago, played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of different DBs, so week to week, to whatever your challenge is, you can put different packages out there. And that's our job to problem solve. Well, we talked about this earlier in the Falcons flyover about Nate Landman having played so well. But, you know, look um, – and I don't want to sound mean when I say this, but I know it's going to sound mean. I mean, there's a difference between losing David Bakhtiari and your best wide receiver and all these things and four of your starting offensive line versus losing Troy Anderson. Like, you can overcome a Troy Anderson injury. It's not like that when Deion Jones was in his prime that we've lost a guy like that. Troy Anderson is still a guy that's trying to figure his way out in the league. And, yes, he's done some nice things, but still trying to figure out his way and what his role is and what his lot in life is going to be in the league. So, you know, Landman doesn't feel like this over-the-cliff. Look, if you lose your starting quarterback, right? I mean, and, and I'm not even talking about for the Falcons, but it's not like losing Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. Let me say it like that, Okay where your season's going to go off a cliff at that point. I think Landman can do some nice things, and I think he can be a capable backup. And that's really all you're looking for, right? That's really what you're looking for. You're not necessarily thinking that that guy's going to come out and play like a pro bowler, but if you got him and you've developed him and he fits within your system, you know, then he can step in and he can help contribute and he can help you win. All right, here's uh, Coach Smith talking about uh, taking Ritter with the good and the bad. We're not going to get into scheme when we answer, but some of the things he operated, which was which was good. I mean, to, to be able to – some of those second longs we overcame, whether we were an empty or in drop back, it's good to see Kyle get going as he's progressing, getting, you know, hopefully back to where he was. But those are good confidence things. I mean, I thought he ran route tree inside well. Some things he operated. You know, the ball placement, even the one he hit Kyle over the middle, we were in, we were in a – kind of an empty look, and they gave us a certain look, and him and Kyle on the same page, and then the ball placement and some of those things to let us be, you know, effective somewhat, even when we had to go fast late. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, you know, the critical down, you know, that's why we love Des. He's accountable. Right. There's a lot of guys in this league that try to make excuses, and even as coaches. Like, it's always going to start with me. If the mindset, whether it's Kyle or it's Jake or Chris, we all look what we can do better, and then, you know, as a unit and as a team, even defensively. Well, look, um, you know, did Desmond Ritter miss some throws? Yeah. Hey, Jared Goff missed some throws, by the way, too. Jared Goff had that one play where that guy was running free and he was running in front of Jesse Bates and he completely missed him. That would have been a touchdown. Like, that was a touchdown play if he just hits him in stride. He was wide open, but he didn't hit him. So, again, it happens to all of these quarterbacks. Very few quarterbacks play flawless games. But I, I like Desmond Ritter, but if you take him away from what he does best, 
then you're going to have if if you ask too much of him, asking him to throw it 38 times and go out and win you a football game is not a recipe for success. I don't care what any of you all think. It's not a formula for success. In the words of Dirty Harry, man's got to know his limitations. And I think that there's a lot of upside for Desmond Ritter, but he's not ready to go out and win you a whole bunch of ball games. That's what the collective is supposed to do. That's why you've invested in your defense to sack the quarterback. That's why you've paid your offensive line to run behind and slow the game down. Again, where do you think Matt Ryan would have been early in his career if he didn't have a Michael Turner? Have an 1,800-yard running back, a 1,500-yard running back behind him. Here's uh, Coach talking about uh, why not run more versus Detroit. So, you know, going to the game, we, we kind of understood what their, their game plan was. I mean, we don't want to be the, you know, service academy and, and just sit, you know, with a static right. formation. Three three so a lot of times you're trying to, you know, strategically, you're trying to loosen them up and, and get some other things going. And you get behind the count, and we were in too many second and longs and, um, and certainly in too many third and longs. And, you know, credit to Detroit, there's some things that we needed to operate cleaner, and we didn't. We didn't hit some of the, you know, plays we had a chance early to, try, you know, take the initiative or steal some momentum. And then even as ugly as it felt, we had a chance after Jesse to put some pressure on them. Right. right. We had the drive in the third quarter. We came with no points. So you're down 10, but you get the ball back at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Now you can put some pressure on them. And we didn't. And so that was disappointing, and that kind of was the turning point in the game. But, you know, as ugly as that, you go in there and you can get it to 13-10. Mm. Again, that's not nothing to write home about, but you got a chance. And that, so, you know, our guys are, are resilient. Uh, you know, there's some things that give Detroit credit. You know, they came up. We knew they were going to be wired up at home because the opposite of the week before. And um, it was a good, you know, some tough lessons. And if you have that mindset, we'll be better off because of it and be a better team. You t- well, you know, Day-Day, have we, how many times have we talked about, at least I've talked about, Detroit's an up-arrow franchise? Yes. Have I not said those exact words? Yes. Like repeatedly? Mm-hmm. They had a successful season. They were 9-7 and seven and not in the playoffs. They had a successful season last year. And that's why I, I've said before, if the Falcons are 9-7 and seven and don't make the playoffs, I don't think the season's a failure. I don't think the season's a failure if they, if they get there. But, look, Detroit was amped up at home. They did what they had to do. And most importantly is they controlled both lines of scrimmage. That's, that's what they did. They controlled both lines of scrimmage. We couldn't get after their quarterback. They were all over our quarterback. You, you don't have to break it down deeper than that. You don't have to get into some psychobabble, Michigas of, you know, this, that, and the other. They beat us at both lines of scrimmage. We did not overcome the pressure that they put on us on the offensive line, and we weren't able, you know, to get pressure on their quarterback from our defensive line. No more complicated than that. It happens in the NFL. Again, what did we talk about yesterday? Teams that got sacked four times or more in the NFL. Nine quarterbacks got sacked four times or more in the NFL. They were one and eight. And that's only because one guy got sacked five times. His opponent got sacked four. 
So again, get back to what your identity is. Get back to what your playing personality is. Get back to doing what you do well. I'm not telling you you got to run it 14 times in a row like in that Cleveland game last year. But you've got to establish what your identity is and not coming out and throwing it and 12 of the first 18 plays and all this kind of stuff and you're just hucking it around for the sake of saying you hucked it around and trying to trick them or catch them off guard or something like that. All right, last one. Here's uh, Arthur talking about how the play calling changes when you're behind. It all plays into it, right? What's the coverage? What are they trying to take away? So if they get a lead and then the advantage, okay, what's the defensive mindset? If they're aggressive and give you man, well, now you can you can win one-on-one. So it's kind of like that third down that Drake caught. They start bailing. Again, they think they have the advantage and they're trying to play off or whatever. Yeah, then if you're trying to wait, 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 you're going to have advantage on pass rush. So it's a give and take of, you know, chip or, you know, how you want to protect. Or you make them pay with some catch and runs. But when you become obvious, that's why that's why when you get behind track, you know, some of the stuff you call, you call a shot. There was a there were two shots we called. Again, we as soon as we came out the top of the drop of a fake, again, you'll never know. I mean, even Pressure. If, you know, th- that's yeah. what happens. Yep. So that's those are the games within the games, and those aren't excuses. That's what happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's always give and take to that, and I mean, even some things in the run game. Game, we try to be creative and try to get the Bijan in space and. Mm-hmm. Give, give Detroit credit, but I, I promise you this. Our guys will be ready to roll Sunday. So is he kind of saying down in distance also influences, you know, when you get behind the chains and all that? Isn't that down in distance? It's pretty much. Yeah. Has anybody ever said that on this station or anything like that? I know a guy. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he got he, – he basically – Predicted, you know, Dame was going to end up in Milwaukee about as good as anybody, <laughs> you know. But no, look, I mean, look, it's a, it's, and and again, this team is not for all of their weapons. And I understand they've got all these offensive weapons. Their offensive weapons are built to get us in the end zone from the twenty. That's what we're built for. Yeah, can Bijan run it fifty-five yards? You know, down. Yes, I, I, but. We're built to score from inside the 20, and that's what we've got to do. And, look, we're not built to be a second and 14 team. We're not built to be third and 15. We're not. I don't care how many weapons we've got and all this, that, and the other. We're not built to be a third and 15 team. No team in the NFL is built to be third and 15. Because when you've got that kind of down and distance and you become a one-dimensional offense, you're screwed. Because guess what most teams have? Guess what most teams have that we don't have? How about this? Guess what most of the really good teams in the league have that we don't have when you get into obvious situational football? They got that fire breather. Yeah, coming off that edge. Yeah, they got that fire breather. You, you You think that the Browns are where they are because they have, I mean, again, they have a very talented roster. But have you seen that guy play? Seen that guy on the defensive front play? He completely changed up games. You seen Micah Parsons the first few weeks of the season? How much he's influenced games? When you become obvious on an offense and you and you get stuck and you get behind the chains, you know, 
you're, you're not even the good offenses are not going to be able to overcome that all the time. They're not. I mean, again, the the, the Chiefs proved it a, a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl when when they got behind, they got down in scoring and they got behind the chains because Tampa Bay was coming after them. They were screwed. That's what most teams are. I mean, you end up screwed. Now you can overcome some of that, but a lot of times, if if it if it's consistent, you're not going to overcome all of it. And again, yes, I mean your play calling is going to change when you get behind or this any other. Part of it is how far you get behind. Right. Part of it is also how far. If you're down by a field goal the whole way, you might not change a whole lot, but you're down by two scores, two touchdowns, probably going to change some things up. All right, when uh, we come back, time for That's Life. We'll get to our top ten, among a few other stories. Chuck, we hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, not to the game, odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. 9.22 in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Uh, by the way, at JMCH316, at um, the... Uh, D, uh, at the D. Lewis for real. A um, couple of things uh, here. Day Day, this is, a, this is kind of a, a crazy story. So, <laughs> Cher, one of Cher's adult sons, um, Elijah Blue, um, who is the son of the, the... It's the son of her and when Greg Allman got together. So that's their adult son is Elijah Blue, okay? So she's been accused of hiring, and you know who Cher is, right? She's been accused of of hiring four men to kidnap her son from a New York hotel room to prevent him from reconciling with his estranged wife. Um, The shocking allegations are made in divorce papers filed by Marie Angela King, Elijah Blue's 36-year-old estranged wife, back in December of last year. They say that they had, that she was looking to have four people come to the room and remove Allman from the room before he could reconcile with this, I guess, 
they're calling her like the crazy ex-wife. Now, who's the crazy one? The the, the crazy ex-wife or Cher for <laughs> trying to trying to uh, kidnap uh, her son? Now, again, I don't know, you know, how true this is or what have you, but it, it is. I could see Cher doing something like this, right? Like I could see, I could see Cher do something like this. Um, so the um, the the estranged wife, um, whose name is um, uh, Angela King, she says, "quote I am currently unaware of my husband's uh, I, I am currently unaware of my husband's well-being or whereabouts. I am very concerned and worried about him since August of 22." Uh, I have been told that I am not allowed to see or speak to Allman, who is currently in lockdown at a treatment facility that is undisclosed to me. I am also told Allman has no access to his phone. King's declaration ends with the plea, I understand his family's efforts to make sure he is well, and I want what is best for my husband. Cher was not available for comment. Um... That's something out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's just it's just craziness uh, out there. So now, is this Hollywood strike over now? It, it appears to be. Um, I mean, they they did come to. I didn't. I haven't had a chance to read, but the initial headlines that I saw several. I kind of glanced at several. It seems headlines. like nobody won in this thing. Yeah, like they've just kind of come to terms to get back to work. Yeah, exactly. Like like okay, we just. We're not changing up a lot, but we, we we can't afford to have the status quo of not working. Exactly. We need to get back to work. Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. Like we need to get back to paying actors to be millionaires and all this kind of <laughs> right. stuff or whatever like that. So, listen, I mean, the best thing about the strike, we got John Cena and The Rock. Exactly. We got that back. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, yeah. honestly, like that's the best thing about the, uh, about the Hollywood strike is that we got John Cena and The Rock back on uh, wrestling. Um, so there you go. Which is interesting. So wrestling writers, I guess, aren't part of the, the because I mean it's scripted. It's writer. They're writers, yes. but they're technically, I guess, they're not under under that. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't because talk show host people were involved. But but are those uh, like I I don't I don't know who belongs to SAG, yeah, the Screen Actors Guild. Like I don't know if that's writers that belong to that as well. But I mean, again. The WWE wouldn't be the same as like a Hollywood script writer. I guess so. Yeah. Now yeah. again, it may feel like that, but I'm not sure that technically they would be in that same kind right. of boat. They probably. I mean, because I'm assuming you have to apply for that anyway yes. to be yes. part of that. So yes. none of them probably did yeah. did that. Um, today, day day is National World Dense Breast Day. Do you know what that is? And have no clue. So it is honoring people or or uh, raising awareness, as they say, mm-hmm. for women to get their breasts examined to have mammogram oh, screenings okay. and ki- all this check kind of for stuff. Breast cancer and yes, okay. and and you know, um, you know the the dense breast, right? Okay. Versus the the again, none of them are bad, but um, that's a <laughs> another story for another day and and listen I, I I almost went down the road of 
this being our top ten, I was like, no, nah, nah, yeah, Glad you yeah, did. yeah. Nah, I, 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 I decided not to do all that, so that would be disrespectful. But um, so anyway, here's our top ten. So you see, Usher yes. is going to play the halftime show. Yes. What was Chris saying about Usher? Chris Thomas. He was saying that he didn't feel like that was the bang. You know, like you know. Well, okay. And listen, I'm an Usher fan. So I kind of understand where he's like. I wasn't wowed by the announcement, right. but does Usher have enough hits to to do it? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But again, I get his point. Right. I mean, can I be honest with you? Because here's our top ten tonight. Okay, the top ten acts that have never played the Super Bowl but need to. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, this list was not very easy to come up with because. There's a lot. There, there's, there's a, there's a lot of talented people, mm-hmm. but there aren't really a lot of wow artists. Like exactly. I, will, I, I will tell you, Taylor Swift is the biggest musical artist mm-hmm. on the planet, and she's never. And the rumor was she was going to play the Super Bowl last year before Rihanna. Right. Well, they, they had asked, asked her, her yeah. to play the Super Bowl, and she turned it down. Mm-hmm. Again, outside of her, because she's on my list, but Same. outside of her, like there's not a plethora of just wow your wow your socks off types right. of names. So I'm curious to see what you have on your list. Right. So day day the floor is yours. All right. Well, to your point, I probably only have two, maybe three that are kind of wows. They never played mm-hmm. it. Um, so I'll go through the ones that um, are not necessarily wilds, but they definitely have the hits to pull it off. Pitbull. Oh, okay. That's uh, an interesting one. Yeah, Post Malone. I'm not a big fan, but musically I know what he's been doing, so yep. he could pull it off. Uh, Jay-Z. Um, Jay-Z, I think, could pull off a good halftime show. Uh, Ed Sheeran. I'm not a big fan. I don't not like him, but I think he can pull it off as well. Uh, Drake. Uh, and then to your point, Taylor Swift and uh, my three wows, they haven't done it. Um, Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. Outkast, and Elton John. All right, so very fitting about all of this, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'll get some of the lower ones out of the way, I guess, if you will. Um, and I, I, for lack of a better term, <laughs> Country girls. Okay. Um, I'm talking about like Carrie Underwood right. and and several like whoever like mm-hmm. like uh, like some of those and, and not even not even Shania Twain or, or maybe maybe you could do you know like a Miranda Lambert a, a Carrie right. like if you had a group of those girls okay. because again this is gonna kind of tie into my theme because I don't think there are that many individual artists that can pull this off right so I I've got I've got her. Um, Garth Brooks. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, he would have well more than enough. It, mm-hmm. And he's extremely entertaining. And yeah. again, it'd be a different genre um, for the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, I had D. Rizzy and Friends. Oh, wow. So I I think Drake, right. if you put him with collaborators yeah. like that he's worked with and Over all this the years, stuff, yeah. Like I could, I could definitely see Drake mm-hmm. doing a Super Bowl. I don't think Drake by himself moves right. the meter, but if you brought other people out with him 
to to do stuff, right? Then I, I think that could uh, that could work. Um, Lionel Richie. Oh wow, that's a good one. You that's know, a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, again, they like their old acts, right? Mm-hmm. They like their old acts. So Lionel Richie. Um, she's got the hits. Dua Lipa. Um, that's a good one. And, and with the Barbie movie and all that yeah, stuff, that's I mean, a good one. I, I think I think she's one of those pop girls mm-hmm. that's got now a collection of hits. Yes, that she's a major star and and could pull that off. Now, again, I said Taylor Swift. I mean, that's the biggest musical act on the planet that hasn't right. done the Super Bowl. Um, Outcast is on my list as well because again, that should have happened here yeah, in, when they were in Atlanta. Here, yeah. Yes, um, I did have Elton John on my list as well because yeah. again. When you think about timeless music, mm-hmm. Elton is uh, on that list. And it's funny because I had Metallica slash Guns N' Roses. Wow. You could do, if you did Metallica and yeah. Guns N' Roses together in an act like that, yeah. yep. you, you could do you could do the Enter Sandman, mm-hmm. Welcome to the Jungle. Like, again, you could, you could combine yes. all of that stuff. And then... One last one, and I was thinking kind of like out of the box, but okay. do you know who No Doubt is? Yeah, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani yeah. and all that. Like that, yeah. so if they reunited, you could put her up there. You could get her husband mm-hmm. up there as well. You could get, um, what's her, Eve, yeah. you know, up there as well to sing yeah. the songs with her that, that they did together, you know. Yep. They, they did multiple songs yep. together. So... You know, you could get somebody like Gwen Stefani that has some crossover appeal right. to do a Super Bowl show like that. Yeah. Her husband's, you know, the country singer. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I don't even I know what his name his is. Name, but yeah. Blake but, Shelton, right? Oh, yeah, Blake Shelton. Yeah. yeah. So her husband, Blake Shelton. And again, like I said, Eve and all mm-hmm. that. So, like, you could cross-pollinate, you know, enough songs. Because, again, you know, part of it's catalog, but they don't do the whole song. So, I mean, you don't right. have to – you don't play for an hour. But, I mean – Again, just a cross-pollination of songs right. um, that's out there. So, anyway. All right. Uh, hit us up with your list as well. When we get more nonsense as we head to the top of the hour. And are you on at the top of the hour? Yes, I am. All right. We'll talk about that next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game. Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at it, Chuckery Show. Head to the top of the hour. We will hand it off to our producer. Day-Day has got, uh, what, Prep Sports Nation coming up. What do you got going on tonight, man? Got uh, got it lined it up tonight with a lot of coaches um, tonight. Kind of, um, you know, because, you know, typically it's student athletes. I kind of mix it up, you know, but it's usually majority student athletes with maybe a coach sure. or two. But tonight I kind of want to really kind of highlight some of the coaches out there. So uh, we've got um, 
Man, Coach, uh, matter of fact, your guy, uh, well, he's not your guy, but your alma mater, Coach uh, Pruitt from Roswell. You know, they got a well, big... Well, that's not my alma mater. I mean, I well... Didn't, I didn't go to high school in Well, Roswell. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, you're, you're a fighting... <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, yeah, no, listen, uh, fear the sting. I right. Mean, yeah, so, I mean, I am... I know you I, champion I, I, I am them, the, put yes, it that way. I am the, I am the UN ambassador for right. Roswell, so... But, um... Uh, you'd, have, you'd have to contact uh, the Jackson High School... Football program up in Madison, Ohio, <laughs> right, to for your, get my alma right. mater. So, <laughs> but uh, got uh, Coach Pruitt on tonight. Also, Coach Corey Jarvis. Um, he'll be on tonight as well. He's the head coach over at um, Lithia Springs, and then Coach Mike Turchin, uh, North Cobb Warriors softball. They're uh, they're quietly doing very well, seventeen and zero on the season, and uh, so just. Uh, like I said, reached out to a lot of coaches this time around, and uh, just going to catch up with all of them. Uh, have you got uh, Have you got your game? Uh, yeah, I am to? actually going to do the Roswell Blessed Trinity game. Oh, okay. So is that in? Is that at it's Roswell? At Blessed Trinity. Oh, so okay. you know, but you know, I mean, they're stones. Stones yeah, throw yeah, yeah, away yeah, from yeah, each other. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they can walk <laughs> walk to that game. Where? where so that, their stadium is on campus, right? Blessed Trinity. Yeah, both stadiums are yeah. on their campuses. Yes. Well, yeah, I know where Roswell's stadium right, is. Right, right. But I mean, Blessed Trinity's is on their campus. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, but their campus is very wide, kind of. Yes. Like it, it takes up a lot of space. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so. Uh, all right, that's the game that you uh, that yeah, you are going yeah. to. Yeah, and I okay. don't know if they still do it, but man, I remember one time. It's been some years. One time I went to a a, a BT game. I think they might have been playing Maris. This was about probably five years ago. But man, they were they were tailgating out there and everything. Man, like they were really getting it in before the game. Uh, listen, I mean that's <laughs> they 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 get it on. You know, I mean those Catholic high schools and stuff. You know, um, we had so where I'm from up in Canton, Ohio, probably the most famous Catholic school would would have been Canton Central Catholic, mm-hmm. and um. That's where, I believe that's where Alan Page played football. You oh, know who okay. Alan Page is, the, the Hall of Famer yes. from the Minnesota? So he was he was from Canton, Ohio, and I think he played at Canton Central Catholic okay. um, High School. And uh, so Blessed Trinity is a, is a school, you know, like that. But, um, um, no, that that's cool. Maybe, um, who knows? You never know if I will show up to... You know, see you out there or whatever. Yeah, like you that, should come so. on out, man. I was telling Chris the same thing. He's never, Chris has never been to a high school football game here in Georgia. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, I, I can't say that. I mean, usually my daughter is going, I'm shuttling my daughter and her friends. Right. Um, you know, to game. Again, she, her boyfriend plays for Woodstock. Right. And so usually it's either Cherokee football where she goes, Woodstock football to see him play. Mm-hmm. And if they play like, you know, we were we were there um, a few weeks ago when um, when uh, Woodstock played um, River Ridge. Right. Um, and and by the way, that's you know, um, so Maria Martin, her mm-hmm. husband is the quarterbacks coach, I believe, or something like that for for River Ridge High oh, School. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so okay. he um, so he's a high school coach, and uh, they crushed uh, Woodstock. But Woodstock's not very good. I think that's why. That's why my daughter's boyfriend is playing as a freshman. Um, gotcha. Because they need the numbers. Yeah, they need the yeah. Bodies. They they uh, they they need some players there. So um, so anyway, but um, but they've not been very good. But um, you know, again, it it's fun and mm-hmm. um, you know, going around mostly Cherokee County football and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Seeing what's going on uh, out there, but maybe you know, again, if she's not got. If she's not running around to games and stuff like that, maybe I'll swing by there or something. And, yeah, yeah. Let me see, know, man. So. Yeah, definitely. Be fun. That'd be fun. Have the Chucks throw on the sideline. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll mix it up with Sam. Yeah, that, yeah at that point. Yeah, at that point, we're going to bust Sam's agates. Yeah, we're calling into the show, and, and we're busting agates on Sam. I mean, God forbid. I mean, him and Coach Parker. I mean, so. Yeah. Who, uh, is uh, Dom producing that? Dom will be producing. Okay. Garrett uh, will be. Or, no, you know what? I th- is this the week? No, this week. So this week, Dom's not producing. Garrett's producing. And then Eric Slaughter should be going to the – he's going to the North Hall and North Oconee okay. game. And where is uh, Dylon going? Uh, I, I, huh? Uh, what? <laughs> uh. Oh. Well, I mean, his, his girlfriend, Simone, is probably on uh, at one of the games as well. Uh, no, huh? No, what? No. Oh. No. Oh, so they're they're too big for they're too big for the high school scoreboard show. Oh, okay, all right, okay. I mean, you know, listen. I mean, I I know he's you know busy producing the morning shaft and you know all that uh, good kind of stuff. So, um, by the way, uh, the Braves have tied this game back up. Marcelo Zuna has uh, homered in the game to make it four uh, four. That's thirty seven homers, I believe. Is it is it thirty seven? For Marcelo Zuna, is it 37 know, or 38? Two more tonight. Get, so now they're, what, needing four? Yeah. So I believe that this – I believe it's 37 for Marcelo Zuna. Uh, yes, Marcelo Zuna's 37th homer, and he's got 93 RBI for the year. 37 and 93. That, that's a that's a big-time number. Big-time number to, um, to put out there. Um, so again, we've got Thursday night football uh, coming up tomorrow. We've got obviously um, the high school scoreboard show. What's the big game this weekend in high school football? Ooh, uh, that ble- the Blessed Trinity game okay. local m- in the Metro. The be- the 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 Blessed Trinity and um, and Roswell is a big game because they're now you know they're in the same region and everything because you know BT got moved up mm-hmm. uh, so they're same region and uh, who else there's a few others um, I'm drawing a blank right now uh, the game Eric's going to is a pretty big game too North Hall and uh, North Oconee that's another big one um, so there's several several pretty good uh, pretty good games um, Walton and North Paulding that's another good one. Um, I think that's a non-region game, but both teams, if I'm not mistaken, I know Walton for sure is undefeated. I believe Paulding, uh, North Paulding's unbeaten as well. So it's a battle of undefeateds in that game right there. So a um, few, few, few good games, matchups this weekend and uh, this Friday. And, um, you know, it's just fun, man, fun stuff. Um, I'll actually, you know what, I'll actually be going to Boulder on Saturday. I'm going to see Prime and see if he really? can. Really? Rebound and uh, well, they got know. Southern Cal this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they do. Wow, <laughs> and no Travis. So, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that was that was an ugly hit, you know, on yeah. him. I mean, that was. Yeah. I don't know if it was a cheap shot or not, but it definitely warranted um, a penalty. Yes. Well, I mean, probably should have been a suspension. Yeah. Too, but I mean, you know, something. But I mean, if but, nothing else, yeah. There should have been some type of in-game penalty, yeah. but uh, yeah. even my dad, he's an official, and he said the same thing. So, so yeah, that's gonna kind of be it for me this weekend because of uh, going to Boulder. Um, so I only get to do the uh, the game Friday night, Blessed Trinity and uh, Roswell, and then I'm on a plane. My flight leaves seven thirty Saturday morning. Really? Yep. Okay. I'll land. I'll land, and because uh, my wife and kids, they, so our break is this week. Our oh, fall okay. break is this week. So they left this morning. I've actually been up. Since four twenty this morning, I have not had any sleep. Good. So, <laughs> Lord loves a working man. So I dropped um, them off at the airport. Went worked out. Took her car to get an oil change. Came up here 
for a little bit, uh, went home, did some work to get ready for the for my show so that I wouldn't have to deal with it because obviously doing Dukes and Bell and producing your show, um, I wouldn't have had no time. And uh, so came back up here and ready to rock and roll. So when we get back together on Tuesday, we will have a we'll have a major announcement. How about like that? We'll we'll just we'll just tease it as <laughs> we'll just tease it as, tease it as a major announcement that will be coming up on the John Chuckery show. Well, multiple shows, but John Chuckery uh, for me. Um, mm-hmm. So again, we'll we'll have that on Tuesday. All right, we uh, we gotta get out of here. Let's do the love TKO coming up next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Right Now to the Game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.